we all have a relationship with everything. And the relationship that we have with others and with objects, it only mirrors the relationship we have with ourselves, the way we mm. view ourselves, or a wound that we may have that has to be healed, or something that we may not be aware of, a blind spot. So everything outside of us is just mirroring what it is that's going on within. And that's the reason why self-discovery is so important because it is getting to the core of who you are, getting to the core of whatever issue or whatever it is that you're wanting to resolve, what's going to allow that empowerment. Hey everybody, John Chisholm here. Welcome to the All the Best podcast. It's my own special blend of motivation and devotion designed to help you find all the best in life. I just believe there's always a way to make your life better. I want to help you get there. Nothing's going to be off limits in this show. We're going to talk to amazing people from all kinds of backgrounds, beliefs, and points of view. We're going to be bringing you insights, advice, and inspiration to guide you into the coolest chapters of your life and maybe help you actually enjoy your time here on planet earth so buckle up kids this is gonna be fun hey everybody and welcome to all the best this show is about helping you find abundance and joy in your life no matter what's going on around you so get ready for some great insights and massive encouragement with my guest today, Aura E. Martinez. Aura is an author of two books. She's a self-discovery and empowerment coach. She just wants to bring you back to the power that God put in you to find success and wellness. Her joy is infectious. And we had a great time talking about all the ways that you can move out of depression, out of anxiety, and out of the general feelings of apathy and powerlessness that might feel overwhelming to you right now, she has a way of cutting through a lot of the typical self-help slogans to bring you solid ways to discover the deepest self that God put in you, a self that is more powerful than you may have ever dreamed. I love this interview, and I'm excited to introduce a vibrant young lady who is so inspiring and has so much to share with you, my new best friend, Ara E. Martinez. Hi, Ara. So good to have you on the show today. Hello. Thank you for having me here. Absolutely. I feel like I've made a new sister already, just studying who you are, watching some YouTubes, and just listening to your powerful message. It's just so awesome. How are things going in the Bronx today? You're up in the New York area. Yes. Well, everything is fine. Well, at least I choose to see what is going well, what is going fine. And so mm -hmm. it's all good. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Keep it up, girl. Well, so you are a self-discovery and empowerment coach, but I would be very curious to know about your story of self-discovery and maybe in what part of your life did you feel disempowered and how did you come to be kind of an evangelist for self-discovery and empowerment? Yes. Well, it all started, well, I actually started out as a wellness and life coach, helping people get out of the sugar roller coaster they would find themselves in. And in the process, not just through my client's journey, but even my own weight loss journey, I realized that 
the issue is not so much what food do I need to eat? What exercise do I need to do? There was something else going on underneath it all. Mm. It was a relationship that mm. we all have with food and our body. Something and kind of in your soul, how you yes. even thought about food. Uh -huh. Go ahead. Yes. And mm -hmm. so that's when things started clicking for me, that if only we were to take the time to really get to the core of who we really are, get to the core of what really triggers us, get to the core of the relationship that we're having with ourselves, we can literally and simultaneously change different parts of us and our mm -hmm. lives. Right. So you had your own struggle with weight loss or, or not being happy with where you were in your own body? Well, in five weeks, I went from 125 pounds to 144 pounds. I oh, never thought. Oh. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> so it was a combination of stress and so much going on. I was in the middle of training. And so... I am so grateful that I had my own weight loss journey because there were so many lessons along the mm, way. And what I'm right. trying to say is so valuable that I'm, I, I want the listeners to really take this in. So many times we focus so much on the destination and we don't realize that the gold really is in the journey. Mm, that's the so good. Is, yes, the gold is in the journey. And so for me, collecting all the lessons, all the gold, it helped me for after I reached the final destination. And the reason why this is very important for each and every one of us to really take in is because many times the reason why we're not experiencing greater well-being, we're not experiencing greater levels of happiness. I mean, of course, there's so many factors, but part of it is that we're so fixated on we need to have this to be happy. We need to have that. And we forget about the journey. Mm, so good. Just everything, like the saying that life happens when you're waiting on everything else, you know, that kind yes. of vibe, right? We yes. miss so much of our lives. I'll be happy when I get thin. I'll be happy when I get more money in my bank account. But what I hear you saying is that there's joy and happiness along the way. The gold is in the yes. journey. I love that. Yes. I, I heard this saying before, this was back when I was in high school. It's not the getting there, it's the getting there. And I remember when I first heard it, I never understood what that meant. And it basically means what it is that I just shared. It's not the getting to the destination, but it's the whole journey towards right, the destination. Right. Don't you think we've kind of gotten all that backwards in our materialistic world and uh, and even just the whole American lifestyle. And I, I don't want to sound discouraging or like I'm dissing it. You know, I mean, I, I enjoy a wonderful lifestyle and get to really interact at a level that I'm, I'm very happy with and I, I wouldn't want to lose it. But at the same time, that's not really who I am on the inside. And, you know, what I heard you saying earlier was that the relationship with sugar and food and all of that, you know, really, let me restate it, may that, maybe that the, the unhappiness with who we are and overeating and the weight problems really are about a relationship with the sugar and the food. Am I, am I saying that at all right? <laughs> 
Well, we all have a relationship with everything. Absolutely everything. And the relationship that we have with others and with objects, they only mirror what's going on within us. It only mirrors the relationship we have with ourselves, the way we mm. view ourselves, or a wound that we may have that has to be healed, or something that we may not be aware of, a blind spot. So everything outside of us is just mirroring what it is that's going on within. And that's the reason why self-discovery is so important because it is that self-discovery, getting to the core of who you are, getting to the core of whatever issue or whatever it is that you're wanting to resolve, what's going to allow that empowerment. Hmm. So you ballooned up in a very short period of time, but that was stress that you weren't managing well. Is, is that, was that the trigger for you more than anything? It was the stress and also underneath it, I got to admit, I did not think that I could gain that weight because before I could eat whatever and never gain weight. <laughs> gain the weight, let me eat this, let me eat that. And then it became a habit for me to eat that way. Mm. So it was automatic for me to grab that soda if I was stressed. It became right. automatic for me to grab pizza if I'm hungry all of a sudden. So many times, let me see how I'm going to phrase this. Our lifestyle becomes what we make a habit of, right? And so many times we think, oh my gosh, I cannot change this. I cannot change that. Yes, you can. You can change your lifestyle. But you got to give yourself that time for you to develop a new habit, but not only give yourself time to develop a new habit, understand what led you to having that habit, right? Mm. Were right. you using that as a crutch, mm -hmm. right? Were, was there something within you going on or even something outside of you that was triggering you? that led you to take that path. So getting that deeper level of understanding is what's going to allow us to even get to a point where we could create and sustain a lifetime of wellness. Hmm. That's so good. And what I love about you is that we have a similar message in empowering people in, in different ways. And the principles apply across the board, yet there can be different applications depending on you know, what, what it is we're trying to accomplish. But what I'm hearing you say is that changing our lives and our lifestyle really begins with a self-awareness and what is at the core of our being. And how do you feel all of that got there? Why, why didn't we know naturally how to respond to the stress or the circumstances that we've gone through? Why, you know, why can't we deal better with those things? There are so many factors. <clears throat> There's so many factors. One of them, conditioning. Many times mm. we have been conditioned by our environment, right? And I think that within each and every one of us, there is an inner knowing. But the reason why we cannot access it is because there's so much gunk that needs to be removed in order for us to really access the true self. 
So if you have been conditioned to think a certain way about yourself, to think a certain way about something, i.e. food, right? I'm just using food as an example. That may not be who you really are at your core. That may not be who you want to be. However, conditioning also plays a role. The stories we tell ourselves can be also mm -hmm. another factor. That's so good. Yes. A belief that we may have about ourselves or about something can also influence culture. So you can see there's so many layers upon layers that can, can all, and they all do play a role mm. in the relationship that we have with ourselves right. and with anything outside of us. So how did you drop the weight? How did you change what was going on inside of you to where you could gain mastery again? Yeah. Well, first I made the decision. Everything always starts with a decision. And so I made the decision that enough is enough. <laughs> enough is enough. <laughs> that I was right? going to make different changes. On top of that, it wasn't a desire for me to lose weight. This is important what I'm about to say. And it's my, it's my hope that everybody listening really, really takes this in because this is one of the factors that sometimes doesn't allow us to manifest that which we want. It wasn't a desire for me to lose weight. It wasn't a want for me to lose weight. It wasn't a have to for me to lose weight. It was a vision. So apart from the fact that I had made that decision, I envisioned a version of me that was smaller. Why is this important for us to have that vision? Because when you have a vision, then you can start identifying yourself with that which you want. And it's when you are able to identify yourself with that which you want, that doing, the doing becomes a lot easier. I like to say, and I, I came up with this, that there is three elements to a purposeful life. There is the being, the doing, and the vision. And many times we focus on the doing. The doing is important. It has its place. But first, you have to be. And be comes with the decision. But also, you gotta, you got to figure out what is your vision. You connect with your being to get that vision. Connect with your vision. And once you have that both, the doing becomes a lot easier. The third thing that I, that I did, and this applies to anything that you want in your life, by the way. This is not just food. <laughs> I understood myself and knew what could be my triggers, and I planned for it. I planned for it. Wow, that's good. And the reason why this is so important is because we have to remember that as human beings, we're going to have our quote-unquote weak moments, right? We're going to have those moments that we're going to not want to do what it is that we know that we should do or have to do in order to be and have the things that we want. But if you can prepare yourself, plan for it, no, expect it. Not expect it as in, oh, this is going to happen. No, just, you know, in case this happens, boom, I have a plan. 
So I had my emergency snacks with me. Everywhere I went, I knew, okay, let me take my food with me. Let me make sure I have this water. Okay, this situation is going to be very stressful. Okay, mentally, let me prepare myself. How, how do I decide to respond to this? Mm. This, this applies to anything that you want in your life, by the way. I know I'm, uti I'm utilizing food. Right. Because Very common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. mm. But it, it's with anything. But it, it starts with knowing yourself, right? The reason why I was able to plan is because I knew myself. I knew my triggers. I understood that there would be times that I'm going to be in stressful situations. Right? right. Mm. So I was able to plan accordingly. That's so good. I love what you said that it wasn't that you were sitting around saying, oh, I'm fat. I'm fat. I want to be skinny. I want to be back down to 125. I want, I want, I want, you know, it wasn't that it, it was, I have a vision and now I'm ready to put it into action. It's something, it starts with visualization, but the visualization becomes action like emergency snacks. and planning ahead, knowing you're going to be stressed, somebody's going to say something mean or rude or whatever, and you're going to feel something rise up within you to make you want to grab a Snickers bar, but instead you grab your, whatever your emergency snack is. What's your favorite emergency snack? <laughs> what do you like? <laughs> well, there's so many things that I, I love now. Of course, health-wise, healthy-wise, I, I meant to say, I love my hummus with my carrots. Oh, yeah. With my oh, cucumbers. Mm -hmm. So good. Yes. Before that, I have to say pumpkin seeds because I needed something at the time to like chew and give my brain the signal, okay, you're eating, you're going to get full soon. I know that sounds a little perhaps you know, like really, you gotta find what works for you. And and another thing too, and this is so, this is this is also valuable as well, and it's valuable because it's gonna allow you to give yourself permission to just do what's right for you. Which is, you don't need anybody else to understand why you're doing what you're doing. Oh, you that's gotta, so good. Yes, you gotta do what is in service to you. And it feels right to you and know that along the way, there might be people that are not going to understand why you're doing it this way. It doesn't matter as long as you understand mm. and you are in alignment with yourself and what it is that you want. That's, that's what yeah. truly matters. That's so good. And so back to really being prepared and planning, you said that your tomorrow morning starts with what you do tonight. Can oh, you? Yes unpack that just a little bit more? Yes, 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 yes. The nighttime is such a sacred time. And it's a time that we need to start valuing a little bit more because what we do the night prior, it gains momentum back the following day. Hmm. And a perfect example is, say for example, if you, before you went to sleep, you had an argument with someone right? How do you sleep? I'm pretty sure you probably don't sleep well, right? Mm, <laughs> or you mm. wake up the next day feeling strange or weird. That's because the momentum stops when we sleep, but it picks up right back where we left off. And so if we really want to start the morning right, 
we have to consider what are we doing the night before, right? Do you have perhaps nighttime rituals that give you peace? What are you doing that night that can affect your morning, either positively or negatively? These are things that we have to consider if we want to enjoy our day. Right. Right. I mean, just the whole addiction to our phones, you know, to media, to television or whatever it is. And all of that affects us in our sleep, especially if we're on Instagram or YouTube or whatever we're looking at right before we go to bed. I think you have something you do, right? That kind of helps with some of that. Well, Eric, your, your, your glasses. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. And I mentioned it in the book. Oh, you really did your research. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm checking up on you, girl. <laughs> yeah. These are called cocoons. I highly recommend it. So cocoons, what they are, there are glasses that they look like sunglasses, but they're not. You do not sleep with them. It's just for you to wear them right before you go to sleep, if you're going to be looking at the computer or your phone. And what this does is it blocks the blue light that electronic devices emit that are invisible to our eyes. I mean, we cannot really see the blue, the blue light. But what that does is the blue light does not allow your brain, the part of the brain that produces melatonin, which is the hormone responsible for us to go to sleep. It doesn't produce enough of it or it doesn't produce it at all because the light is sending the brain the message that it's time to still be awake. Right, so right. What those glasses does is it blocks it. It blocks it. Now, is that a brand called Cocoons or is that just the name of just using uh, that those light blocking glasses? Well... I thought it was a brand because the glasses reads cocoons mm. and there is a particular brand that I use and it is called cocoons. However, okay. I, I, online, I saw that there are many cocoons. I was like, wait, what? it might just be a thing, right? It might yeah. Just be a thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have clear blue light blocking glasses, so I haven't seen the darker ones, but I've been using them for quite some time as well because I'm online all the time. I'm working sometimes, you know, coaching classes till 9 or 10 p.m., and then I'm tired, and then I lay down and I can't go to sleep. So I started using them as well. So, yes. yeah, very, very helpful. And uh, we need to take care of ourselves the night before if we want great results in the morning. And sleep is so important, and yes. that's the nutrition and all that. Let me shift gears just a little bit because you've said that we can use toxic emotions to create a better life. What do you mean by that? I mean, we probably all feel some toxicity around us, whether or not it's in people or even just in culture. We're in such a toxic shock culture right now. How, how can we use that to have a better life? I love it. I love it. This I love. And I'll tell you why. One of the mistakes that we can make as human beings is just want to embrace the good feeling emotions while ignoring the emotions that don't quote unquote feel so good. And when we do that, we are, we are really missing out on valuable information that our inner being is wanting to guide us toward. 
So I believe that frustration, anger, sadness, none of that has to be bad feelings or or low vibe feelings. However, we're not meant to dwell in it. What we're meant to be doing is sit with it for a bit to get the message that that emotion has for us. And if, if you see a child crying, will you just ignore the child and be like, shut up, you know, you, you just blah, blah, blah. No, right? <laughs> but yet mm. we do that with ourselves. When we're feeling sad, oh, let me just numb it. I'm not supposed to feel this way. Shut up, shut up. No, <laughs> there's valuable mm. information. You're feeling the frustration for a reason. You're feeling the sadness for a reason. And so if you were to give yourself the time to sit with it, don't dwell with it. Don't dwell in it. You're just going to sit with it. Ask it the questions that you need to ask it and get the message and then do something with that message, right? Because, I mean, it's no good to just understand, but you're not doing anything about it. And so, hmm, I want to say this. No emotion has to be toxic, but when you start dwelling in it, that's when it becomes toxic because then it starts eating you up, which is not the intention of the anger, which is not the intention of the frustration or sadness, but it does get toxic because when you ignore something, it's just going to start taking territory until there's no other option but to look at it. Wow, that's so good. And I know all of us have had some emotional response to something. Maybe we did something really bad and we feel guilt, which is a good thing. We need to feel guilty or we become, you know, pathological liars and, you know, wind up serial killers if we don't have any kind of empathy for people around us. But say we did something that we feel guilty about that guilt can grow and grow and grow until it takes us over or shame, you know, that type of thing. Yes. Even if people don't know that's, that we're a shame-based person, right? It becomes toxic and takes over instead of being a trigger to, for lack of a better word, repent or turn or say we're sorry <laughs> to someone to make it right, you know, make amends to the best of our ability. So I love that perspective that no emotion has to be toxic unless we just sit down and, I mean, like we'd say down here in the South, waller in it. Just sit down and waller in the sin, waller in the, in the emotion. <laughs> I can tell I just lost you. You're like, what? What is that? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. There you go. And then do something with it. Like you said, take action. Yes. I love that you're a massive action taker. You don't sit around you personally. It seems like, you know, yeah, you realized you'd ballooned up. You realized there was stress and underlying emotions, but you got up and you did something. You didn't just visualize, you acted once you had clarity from your inner self, uh, that deep well of the subconscious or the wisdom, you know, that God just put in everybody and it's, and it's there. So what do you mean on that subject? What do you mean by going within to the life source? Is that something like Star Wars or is it the force? Is it the quantum field? Is it a religious thing for you? What is, what is going into the life source? What's, what's the life source for you? I believe in God. 
And I believe that God is in each and every one of us. And it's when we, when we take the time to sit with ourselves, to understand ourselves, to we take the time to do the inner work and really peel back all those layers that covers who we really are. We're able to tap into the God within, the force within, the strength within. Mm. Be- very beautiful. What, what would you say to someone right now who might be listening and they find themselves in a really bad situation and maybe they haven't gone deep yet into that life source? What would, what's maybe, what would maybe be the first step you would offer them to begin this journey that has even led us to have this conversation today? Get curious. The start of a transformation, many times we think that it's a huge step. No, the first step is getting curious. Because as you're getting curious, what curiosity does, it makes you lean in. And as you lean in, you're going to be guided towards the next step. And then the next step. And then the next step. It may guide you to someone that you may want to work with. It may guide you to a book. It may guide you to something something, probably a podcast to listen to or watch. Yeah. And so that is the first step. Get curious. Get curious about what you're feeling. Get curious about what you want. Get curious about your desires. Get curious about your life. Just get curious. Mm, so good. Well, we're very thankful that you got curious and that you're sharing your tremendous energy a tremendous message to not just women, but to anyone who will listen to you and really share in that love and that energy and just find ourselves on this path of self-discovery and empowerment. That's so beautiful. So what's next for you? You have two, you have a book and a workbook, uh, right? Out now. And the, jur- the journal. Yes, yes. So nice. And your message is really creating a lifetime of wellness, not just getting over whatever is going on right now, but really empowering yourself for your life. So do you want to talk a little bit about the book and the workbook and and maybe what's next for you? Yes. So the book, Creating a Lifetime of Wellness, Start Having the Life You Deserve, it's an encouragement to self-discover. To self-discover, to discover yourself. I said self-discover yourself. I mean, discover yourself. (laughs) How many times a day do you say those phrases anyway, right? (laughs) And it also allows you, it's an invitation for you to look at the areas that many times we don't think they are affecting our our well-being, but they are, such as choosing your friends right, choosing your companion right, understanding your need, creating an oasis, having an oasis, which is your home. And mind you, this was written before COVID pandemic time. I think Mm. after this pandemic, we understand how important it is for our home to be an oasis. Yes, more than ever. More than ever. And so the journal is based on the book, Creating a Lifetime of Wellness. And this is like having your personal coach with you, guiding you through all the different areas that are covered in the book. It's like having Mm -hmm. me there. 
<laughs> and it also includes a sleep journal, a food diary, so that you can keep track of what's going on with your sleep, okay, mm -hmm. and how you're eating. So it really goes into detail. What's next for me? Well, I just co-authored two different books recently that got released not that long ago. Oh, congratulations. That's awesome. What are they about? Yes. So the chapter that I, I wrote for one of the books called Unstoppable is about how to use your emotions for daily clarity. So I share a bit about my story and also the tool, how to, how to get to that daily clarity. The other one is a tip that I give. And it's about you are who you need to master. When you want to master your life, you got to master yourself. And what's next for me? More courses that I plan on creating. Yes, yes, we need those. Yes. Speak. I'm going to be speaking real soon. I've been already speaking in summits, but I'm going to be speaking in more summits. Right. Awesome. And just remaining open for whatever else comes my way that I'm meant to be a part of. Well, we are so blessed to have you and to be able to introduce you to anyone who's going to be listening to us. We're going to put all of your information in our show notes and just try to help spread this message of self-discovery and empowerment. It's so close to our hearts. It's been delightful to have you here. Ara E. Martinez, God bless you. Oh, God bless you too. Thank you for having me here. Thank you. Thanks for hanging out with me today on All The Best. If you like the show, be sure to share it out with your family and friends on your social media and drop me a line at john at johnchism.com. I would love to hear from you. I also want to invite you to jump over to my site right now to sign up for my free 31-day motivational email series. It's designed to help you go for all the best in life. If you're needing some real change, fresh motivation and inspiration, this could be just the thing to get you going. You can find it at johnchism.com and I'll see you next time.